hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. So I had every intention of starting today's episode by apologizing to our listeners for being a raging bitch the other day. Cause as you know, I literally hadn't slept in a week. I hadn't pooped in a week. Like there was a lot going on in my life. Um, and <laughs> I pooped since. So, you know, that's a good, that that's good news. I Relief. slept for 16 hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm home. I have my dogs back. It's great. Well rested. And then, <laughs> yep. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of yes. things. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Hydrated. All and then, things. And then the fucking ring light. <laughs> the fucking new <laughs> ring light. That's not even good, by the way. For the record, it's not even good. Um, ripped a hole in my bedroom wall. You saw me. I had the drill out to no avail. I had to, I had to I move. I will say that was like the hottest thing ever though. Like... I will say the funniest thing was watching Mark come towards me with a drill in his hand. And I was thinking like, oh, is Mark about to be Mr. Handyman right now? Um, And then as he proceeded to hand you the drill, and next thing I know, like you're like, oh, oh, and like drilling into the wall. I was just like, that's kind of hot, Alina. Look at you go. God. No, I don't don't, don't know if hot is the word. It, It was, this is an emotional experience for me right now. I am, let's just say, let's just say that uh, nobody's getting a fucking apology from me today. So probably going to be a bitch again. Um, just warning everybody, but what a day. You know, I literally was like, I was like, well, you know, you got that, those 16 hours of sleep. You're with the boys. I was thinking in my head, like, this is going to be a great episode. You're going to have like your glass of wine. You're going to be chilling. And then all of this pursued. And I was like, oh, no, we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting a bit chilly. Not today. Yep. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not going to be funny. Um, nothing funny will be said. It's just going to be me probably ripping people apart like I do. But yeah, I'm excited uh, yeah. nonetheless. And I'm sorry that you have to deal. I'm sorry, Maddie, that you have to deal with me because I feel like I've not been a pleasure or a treat lately. But you know, no. sometimes, sometimes you, know you just... I love you for the whole package that you are. I mean, how many times have you seen me be a hot ass mess? It's fine. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. That's why we're best friends. <laughs> we have seen each other at our lowest and we've seen each other at our highest, but God. mostly at our lowest. I'm like, so. like, lately, I feel like we're on the low, <laughs> the low end of the totem pole. <sighs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. Um, speaking of ripping into people's assholes today, or no, that, that doesn't sound right. Ripping into people <laughs> today. Um, I know we said this maybe a couple of weeks ago where I was like, have you watched The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Have you caught mm-hmm. up? Because there's one particular person that I just really feel like kind of, and I love this person, but I feel like really deserves a ripping into. Um, so, so have you watched it? Are you up to date? Yes. I, I think I've, I think I have like one more episode, but I've watched the majority of them and I feel like I have so many opinions on this new season. Mm. There, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Um, I mean, Sutton, I'm a little concerned um, Diana is interesting and I feel like Erica, like, is it a mixture of the medication and the alcohol? I feel like there's been a lot of concern about her, you know, so-called drinking problem. And I'm interested to hear like what your thoughts are. So I think everyone who's seen us evolve over the past year time frame knows that I'm a pretty like big Erica Jane fan. Like I've always mm-hmm. loved Erica Girardi. Um, but I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I think her behavior has become a little problematic on the show. Um, and I say that because I think it's weird that everyone is skirting around the issue of like, cause it's one thing to say that someone is letting loose. It's another thing to see someone like 
be chaotic and get that level of drunk time in, time out. You know what I mean? Like over and over and over again um, in such a short period of time too. You know what I mean? Where it's like no sense of self-control. Um, I think Garcelle was not coming from a place of care or concern for her in the sense of like how she was bringing it up to the group. Cause you could tell Garcelle was just trying to be fucking messy. Um, but I also think that it's weird that nobody else is concerned with Erica's behavior at this point. So I, okay. So I agree. I don't think Garcelle's coming at it from a place of care or concern. I think Garcelle is just stirring the fucking pot. You know, they're all yeah. trying to get their contracts renewed. So she's doing exactly. one of these. They're yeah. all like, ooh, let me bring the drama so that I can come back. Um, I, I I feel like Dorit's dealing with her own shit, right? Dorit is oh, like, Jesus. you know, having yeah. night terrors and stuff, and rightfully so. I think that... I feel like Kyle's become quite a bit of a pot stirrer, though, this 100%. season. I feel like she's like kind of always been a pot stirrer, but I feel like it used to not bother me. And for whatever reason, this season, I'm like, ooh... She you was know, always like calculated. Whole- like her and Lisa Vanderpump, they were calculated, but they did it behind scenes. And then yeah. when Kyle saw that Lisa Vanderpump was playing her and like was being calculated with her too, that's when she was like, uh-uh-uh. And so now I think mm. she's kind of taken that role of behind scenes being the one that stirs the pot accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And I mean, I do love Kyle. But I was a little like... Kind of like grossed out on a couple of episodes, like specifically when she grabbed Sutton and told Sutton, like, you never told us that you had an abortion. Like, you're lying. I was like, whoa, that's that's a very, very, very... Oh, sorry, sorry, miscarriage. Roe v. Wade on my mind. Um, (laughs) But, sorry, that was a little bit of a misstep there. But, um, yeah, no, yeah, sorry that, that you had miscarriage. I felt like that was a little bit, like, that's a very strong thing to say. I feel like they were all hammered at Garcelle's birthday yeah. party. But um, to go back to Erica, I, I don't know. Like I, I do kind of, I mean, I get it. But also I've been there in a lot. Of, so I'm also like unclear on whether or not I feel like it's it's a fair judgment. She has been through a lot. Not saying that mm-hmm. drinking is a solution. And if that is truly like she is drinking to the point of acting a fucking fool on national television because she's trying to cope. That's one thing, right? That's a different yeah. conversation that I think needs to be had. But I also think, I don't, I don't know that people are necessarily just skirting around it. Like I think people are trying to be empathetic, yeah. but you know, at but, a certain point, should someone intervene? Maybe. I don't know the answer to that. But I mean, like, or I feel like it's been one party after another, after another, where like the behavior is problematic. And you didn't see the last episode. I think the one that just oh, released. Um, so, I mean, I hope you don't mind, but I'm, I'm going to spoil it for you <laughs> slightly. I love spoilers. Um, you know, I Google shit before I watch it. So I know, I know you do. Um, so Erica basically gets sloshed at, uh, what's her name? Diana's Christmas party. And she essentially, because we all know, what's her name? Oh my God, Crystal. She has been very public about her eating disorders that she, that she has, um, or that she's recovering from. And, um, Erica decides to start questioning her about the eating disorder. And she's like, oh, well, you know, I would prefer to just take a pill and like shit it out versus it coming out the other end. And like, sorry, I left. (laughs) But it's like, but honestly, you kind of have to, because you're like, you're talking to someone who's like a recovering, like who has, you know, is recovering ED or is recovering from an ED and you go and say some shit like that. And you have to watch the whole scene to see how out of pocket she's being. So I think that paired with, um, and this is sort of the big thing that I think we're going to talk about this episode where she essentially at Garcelle's birthday goes after Garcelle's oldest son. And starts being like essentially insinuating um, sort of a hookup request, but also mentioning his like why or his baby mama um, and saying like, oh, let's have a threesome. Uh, uh, That's your friend's son. Like I would be highly uncomfortable with that. Like I don't care how drunk you get. Like if I have a son and you start hitting on my son like that, I would I would be a little concerned and I would hope you would be concerned vice versa. (laughs) So we're going to go back to the whole Erica wanting to be a cougar thing. But really quickly, the the eating disorder 
comment, and I haven't watched yep. it yet, so I will report back on my opinions on it at, at a later date. However, yeah, <laughs> it made me think about the time when we worked together. Do you know the story I'm about to tell? Oh, God. I don't, I, I don't know. There's so many we wild were... stories where you've said wild things. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> no, no, this is in the workplace. This is back when we were on the same team like 100,000 years ago, and our yeah. manager at the time said what is the best compliment you've ever been given? And, you know, we went around the table or whatever. I don't remember anyone else, what anyone else said. I happen to remember exactly what you said for whatever reason. You, no, no, you said, I admire you. Like someone told you that they admire you. And that was a really big compliment for you. And I remember being like, oh, wow, no one's ever fucking said anything remotely like that to me. Um, And so... I then proceed to, I'm next or like whatever. Who cares if I was or if I wasn't? But the point is I just start giggling. And this is this is how you know that A, like I wasn't just, it wasn't just imposter syndrome. Like I was a true fucking imposter in this world. Because um, I'm literally like hysterically laughing to myself. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? Like what's the compliment? Do you, do you remember what I said? No, I don't. Okay. Oh, God. So I don't even remember I, this activity or this exercise, by the way. So I remember I can like I can like picture the conference room that we were in. And basically I literally go. <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled. I go, you look Anno. And the whole room, wait, no, no, the whole room goes like it's like quiet and nobody understood what I was saying. And I go. <laughs> You know, skinny. <laughs> and I will never forget our manager at the time, we'll call her T, lit, like was I, the fact that there was not an employee relations case or investigation opened up. There probably was actually. Uh, I, 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 yeah, that, that happened. So I'm just like thinking that made me think about that where it's like, I'm not gonna lie. That would be a compliment if somebody told me that I look skinny, but in the context of somebody recovering from, you know, an eating disorder, I, I don't think I'd be that insensitive and that much of an asshole, but I feel like I, I feel, I personally feel like Erica is just trying to like deflect, deflect, deflect. And like, she's using her humor. She's using whatever to get through whatever shit trauma she's dealing with, you know, she just lost her $750,000 earrings, you know? So I think that that's where this is coming from. I don't think yeah. it's actually meant in a malicious way. Whereas like, you know, somebody in that room, I'm shocked. Nobody, I'm telling you, I'm shocked. Nobody reported me to HR, but <laughs> the fact is like, I didn't mean that comment in a way or that joke. It was a joke. It wasn't even a comment. It was a fucking joke at that point. I had Nobody ever told me they admired me. Nobody ever told me you're smart. Nobody ever told you know what I mean. So I'm like, oh, you look skinny. That's like a compliment in my world. Um, and, and you know, so it's like, I what I'm saying is, I get it. I empathize with Erica where she was trying to. <laughs> it's a little different of a situation, but you know what I mean. I don't know where I'm going with this. Point oh, is, yeah. I will Do you say that's that? Probably, you really don't I remember have... that story no recollection of this. I also feel like most of everything has been like blacked out from that time because of how traumatic it was in some ways. Yeah, I thought um, I fucking thrived, man. I was like oh, everybody man. around me stressed. My anxiety is kind of messed by everybody else's anxiety. This is excellent. I this I'm I'm thriving in this environment. Let's <laughs> come on, bring it on bitches. It was good for me. Yeah. I will also say though, like I'm also not surprised that HR wasn't called to that, to that situation because I feel like our group in particular was very incestuous. Like our entire department was very incestuous. Like in particular, like snowflakes. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I find it just so funny that, yeah, I mean, you say like, oh, I'm surprised nobody called, you know, employee relations, but I'm also like, because then there was there was a lot of sus shit that was happening on our like floor every day <laughs> that would have like definitely warranted a couple of like slaps from HR like daily, daily. Not not coming from me. I kept my head down, just scheduled, and I made bad jokes. Apparently, anyway. Okay, so uh, so yeah, at Garcelle's birthday, that whole scene was just really fucking weird. 
Like and uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable. I just didn't like, I don't know. I thought it was really weird how Erica was like, Oliver, Oliver, you're hot. Come here. You could tell. I Okay. I will say, and not, not to be this girl, cause you know, I fucking hate this girl, but I'm going to be this girl right now. But I thought it was kind of interesting to like watch a guy squirm. Mm. At the like, come I here. I think you're hot. Her. Let's have sex. Get your wife involved or whatever, your baby mama involved. I'll have a threesome. Like, you could tell he was very uncomfortable. Um, and it was just weird and awkward. And I don't necessarily think that it even made for good TV, to be honest with you. And the reason why I don't think it made for good TV was because Garcelle was like pretty fucking chill about it. She she was more worried that Erica told her, you know, her teenage son to like which, get the fuck out of here or something. Which is also which just him. What? Yeah. So like I, uh, her behavior was just abhorrent. I think at this person at Garcelle's birthday party, like for sure, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest shocker for me and which makes me feel like this is a bit of producer manipulation potentially is how cool Garcelle was throughout all of this. Like she it, like, didn't yeah. react the way that I thought well, she, she would react. I feel like she didn't react in the moment, but then like after the fact, she was like very angry about it, which makes me feel like it she, felt, yeah, felt she a was, little bit like inauthentic. She, she was more angry about Erica telling her younger son, to fuck off versus her being upset about the whole Oliver thing. Well, because I don't think Erica was actually hitting on Oliver. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think really? she I think she was like kind of like laughing about it. I don't think she was actually like, yo, let's go like hook up in the bathroom. Because I think if she was, I think she would have like tried it. She wouldn't have made a big fucking to do about it. Erica was. She, Erica knows that she needs a fucking paycheck to come in, so she's like, "Bravo! Look at me! I'm gonna do shit." But she was also really drunk, though, too. So, like, my my thing is, yeah. is like, was it hammed up or was she actually? Because she's also made some like sexual um, references too about Crystal, Crystal, and her husband, saying like, "Oh, would you have a th-? like?" She's been very, um, especially when well, she's drinking. Horny. Yeah, but wouldn't she have been horny too when she was married to Tom? Like, he probably couldn't get Uh, it up throughout the marriage. Like, just saying. I don't know, but I I feel, but I feel like now it's like open, right? Like, she can be open about that. She can, whether or not she was, wasn't having an affair, I don't fucking know. I have a feeling it's the alcohol that maybe like creating more of an over exaggeration of it potentially. Here's the thing, Maybe, you know me, I'm all for sexual empowerment and women doing whatever is the fuck that they want to do, but um I have just felt like it is very uncharacteristic of of Erica to put herself in such a light where producers are most likely going to manipulate the content and showcase her in a not so great light. Like I always feel like she's but been I very do. careful about that. Yeah, but I also feel like what the what does she have to lose at this point? What does oh, she have fair. to lose at this point? Everybody knows all that's of fair. the like ins and outs of her life. Like everybody knows she was living a fake like her life was fake in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. The money wasn't really theirs. The you know, Tom wasn't the guy that she thought he was or whatever. We're going to go with that story. You know, all the above, right? So yeah. I feel like at this point she's been through a lot last season she was like the villain. I, I actually feel like she's positioned herself this season where she's almost a lot more low-key in a lot of other ways. And yeah. she's then left the door open, you know, for Sutton to continue to dig herself a fucking grave. Uh, bless her heart. And then Diana to kind of step in and be the new raging bitch. Diana's an interesting one. Yeah. Sorry, I, I know that's not the point of this episode, but like, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know. I think Diana's, well, I think Diana's actually a, a good one to mention because I I think for context for listeners today, we're going to be talking about like cougars because when you look at the Real Housewives franchise, mm-hmm. we kind of find it to be stereotypical of, you know, sort of the older, wealthier woman with the younger man. Um, and I think Erica's little situation with Oliver of like this like almost like stereotypical kind of comical like caricature of what a cougar is of like the overtly sexual woman going after the young man. Um, So there's, there's like that aspect of it, but also like Diana kind of plays into that too, because she is sort of the older, wealthier woman with the young (laughs) male at her beck and call. Um, There's also, I've been watching the Real Housewives of Dubai too. And there's um, what's her name? Carolyn. Carolyn. There we go. Uh, also with a younger um, male too. Um, so anyways, so I think that's, you know, a good 
thing that we'll, we'll, we'll come back to. But uh, Diana is an interesting one. I do agree with you in that she definitely not humble. I think that she's like a good person, but she's also very like no bullshit. Like she just reminds me of like typical Eastern European. I feel like she's kind of tacky. And she says it. She says that she's nouveau riche. riche. Nouveau riche. I know. And I don't like that. It's like, ooh. Especially in like the company. You know who else I think is really tacky? Uh, Lisa. Rina. Yeah. But like Lisa Rinna, like that's part of her brand though. I feel like at this point. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't know. Like I was watching the episode at, uh, again, sorry, I keep, I keep, detracting and making this just like a review of the housewives because I feel like I've been just watching all of it back to back. Um, But the whole episode at Sutton's house party with like her party outside, like just fucking move the thing inside. That's number one. But she's like, I can't put my Versace shoes outside. She's always talking about the designer she's wearing. I'm like, how the fuck do you even have money anymore? Like, like, are you making that much money from the real housewives? Because bitch, you haven't worked since like 1984 on days Uh, of your lives. Like, She's just, I don't know. She's, she's like so a QVC like, spokesperson. She has her own like makeup sure. line now. Probably sponsorships uh, because of her exposure yeah, but, to the Real Housewives. And then I don't know, know I mean. how much Harry Hamlin is making. Sugar daddy me. But she just like, I don't know. Like I'm not here for it anymore. Anyway, okay. So to go back to Diana. Um, so... Yeah, Diana, I think she's tacky. And I feel like also she needs to fire her fucking stylist as she flies around the world six days before she gets there, puts her up in a hotel because that bitch, I don't know what the fuck she's doing that was with excessive. all that money. Excessive. Can we talk about like excessive? But here's the thing though. I don't actually hate Diana, even though she's clearly like doing the most versus like the way that I hate the Kardashians and the way that they're like showcasing their wealth. And I don't know why that is, to be honest. Uh, well, I think that the difference is that Diana kind of owns it. Like to your point, the fact that she calls herself nouveau riche, right? Is yeah. I think a, a level of self-awareness that a lot of people don't have. But anyway, so she's a cougar. She's dating someone who's like well, married, dating, whatever. I think they're just dating someone who's like 20 years younger than her. She has a, they baby, have a baby by him. Yeah. They have a baby together. Yeah. So they have a baby together. She also has like 20 year old kids as well, who she um, likes. Sorry, I'm going to say something. She likely had with her first husband in order to like secure her $300 million fortune. But um, like, what do you do with that amount of money? Like, anyways, apparently you wear ugly clothes and and (laughs) run private jets for your friends. But okay. So between the two of them, so Erica is, you know, I think Erica was like, fuck it. I had a guy who was 35 years older than me. Now I'm going to go 25 years younger than me. So she's trying to like get in on the cougar world. Um, And Diana is a cougar. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel, I don't know. I guess it's like, if you've been through that, and I imagine like thinking about it from through the lens of what I imagine Erica's feeling is like, I was so fucked over. She's probably felt like controlled by Tom. She said that, right? He was controlling. He oh, was the one who made the money, blah, 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 blah. I just did. I didn't ask all these things. I wonder if maybe like she's kind of turned it around and was like, you know what? I want to be the one who's in control. I want to be the one who maybe is the breadwinner. I or me, I don't even think she's trying to get married. I think she's just trying to have sex. So oh, 100%. maybe she's... Girl is trying to have fun. Yeah. I mean, listen. Exactly. She's trying to get it in. If I was in Erica's situation, you best fucking pol- believe I am whoring out like <laughs> hard, like to the point where you might even question my own sanity. Like <laughs> that's how bad it would probably be. So you're, you think you're going to be a skank? Is that because you're just like, I don't yeah. want to commit? Do you think that you're just like, I'm just trying to get it in because... I haven't in so long. Like, why? Why is well, that no, your initial it's inclination? Like, I mean, like, if I was so once again, if I was in Erica's shoes, right? Where like with an older dude whose testosterone levels have probably tanked, who probably needs <sighs> Viagra, who's like probably super busy anyway, so I don't get to see. So like, clearly, haven't gotten it in in X amount of years, and now that I'm free, I can taste the fruits of the world. Ah, why not? A little bit of a little bit of Italian cuisine, a little bit of French. I don't got, mind getting some bangers and mash over in England. Like, girl, please, the world would be my fucking oyster. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh my god! You also didn't know me in my college days, so like the fact that you're questioning this just goes to show how much I matured when I was in my later twenties when I met you. 
Late, LOL. Later 20s? Well, no. Like, like when I say later 20s, I mean like 22. Well, it's 23 when I met you, I think, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not your later 20s, you stupid bitch. <laughs> well, it is to me. I'll kill you. Do not count that your later 20s. You're, trust me. Trust me. You're going to agree with me when you're 32. Um, okay. I get it. I get it. But I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about a younger guy. Like, I feel like I, you know, even now I walk down the street, you know me, I hate Gen Z. They yeah. put me in a bad mood. Like, looking at their faces, I'm like, you're annoying. I hate your outfit. Stop trying to bring the 90s back. Don't you dare come at me with fucking low-rise jeans. Um, the mom know, jeans are what's I, killing I, me, honestly. I think that's the worst part of it all for me. Mom jeans? Yeah. No, I hate ba- the baggy... Cl- anyway, we're not going there today. Maybe we'll do a whole episode <laughs> on that. But I I don't know. I, I feel like... You couldn't do it. I don't think I could, but maybe that's also because we're not really like at the age where we could be considered a cougar and, or rather if we were, we're, we're like fucking 18 year olds and that's just disgusting. Yeah. 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 No, hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like we're not like 55. So therefore like being a cougar is like, but someone who's like 30, 35. Yeah. And I also think Sorry, too- mom, I'm being very vulgar today. I apologize, mom. Aww. And Rosemary. Hey, mom and Rosemary. Um, no, I think the other thing to note too is like for us, it probably looks undesirable right now within our age group because we know what men in their 20s are like from a maturity level, at least from my own experience. And I would not want that near me, period. And so I think once you're in like your 40s and 50s and you look back and, you know, men that are in their 30s are probably a little bit more on a maturity level that you can get yeah, with. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, yeah. So I, I I hear you out on that one. Um, I think it would be important though to kind of give a little bit of context around the premise of what a cougar is because, you know, I think a lot of people may have their own perception about it. Maybe there might be folks out there in the world who don't know what the fuck a cougar is, which would be Hold very on. surprising. Can I just say something right now? If you don't yeah. know what a cougar is, you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Like, you're too fucking young. We're also go, here to go educate. listen to Bananas in Pajamas or something or Dora the Explorer. I used to watch Bananas in Pajamas when I was a kid. Stop. So, okay, can I just say something about that? We were talking about that the other day with our friend who was visiting. Yeah. And I realized, like, my accent makes that title not make sense because I don't say pajamas. So I say bananas and I say pajamas. So bananas and pajamas, pajamas, it doesn't have the same effect. Anyway, okay. So yeah, so tell us about a cougar. What is a cougar? So the premise of the cougar is pretty much like essentially an older woman who goes after a young man. And it's not just that too. That's like very base level understanding of what a cougar is. Um, But I also feel it's important to talk about sort of this glamorized picture or perception Mm -hmm. that people have of a cougar. And I think this is due to Hollywood's... Uh, stereotype that keeps being pushed out in a lot of visual mediums, which is essentially like the wealthy older woman who is at a point where she's reached sort of a midlife crisis um, <laughs> and as a form of desperately clinging on to their youth will go after young, feral men, if you will. Um, some would even call it robbing the cradle. <laughs> Wait, sorry. So can I just say really quickly before you continue that when I think of a cougar, I automatically think of like leopard print. <laughs> That's what I think of. I think of like a woman wearing leopard print. Well, I feel like for us, probably growing up, the way that like women who were cougars were depicted were like older women in animal print. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think about it. Yeah. I think of Jennifer Coolidge in leopard print specifically. Yep. Like Jennifer Coolidge. Yep. Coolidge. Who yep, I yep, love. Yep, yep, yep. She's so fucking funny. Um, but that's so my that's like that my ideal. And yeah, no. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I just wanted to throw that out there for people, no, give you a visual. I love that. Love that. Um, Some folks think that there's sort of like a Freudian aspect to this, that like the men who are into this are simply trying to find a substitute for their mothers, Um, which, you know what, I'm not going to go down this like psychological like hellhole of like how based on our relationship with our parents, (laughs) it affects like like who we seek in a partner or what attributes we seek in a partner. I'm not, I'm not going to go down that path because I, I just don't want to be alarmed and psychologically fucked today. Yeah. Um, We're not doing that. 
Nope. We're not doing that today. Uh, however, I will say though that I feel like Hollywood has pushed this narrative that cougars are quite a common thing with older generations when in actuality, uh, cougars are only about 6% of, uh, marriages, which is interesting. And that statistic really? is, ba- yeah. And that statistic is based off of like women who are marrying men that are like five years younger, five years or more younger than them. Interesting. So my sister is five years older than her husband. Ooh. So is is Jules considered a cougar then? A hundred percent. Ooh, I love that. I'm gonna call her cougar. Of course she is. I'm gonna call her the cougar in the group now. (laughs) No, honestly, right? Like I I always would say to her, like, oh damn, you're a cougar, right? Like he was and he was like not even 30. When they started dating and she was like 34, 35 or something. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. Like he's prepubescent in my eyes. I'm older than my brother-in-law and and that's my big sister, right? So that's like that. that I was like, oh, uh, he's an old soul though. I will say that for sure. Like for sure. So I feel like technically she's a cougar, but like. You would never know when you're with them. No. Yeah, you would never know. She also looks like my little sister, so definitely wouldn't. But um, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like I don't know that many women who, yeah, so I guess that, that, I feel like that checks out is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but like you, but the reason that was surprising is because I feel like it gets so pushed, it gets pushed often that narrative that they're a lot more common than we would assume. I feel like cougars, what I perceive, besides leopard pant pants and Jennifer Coolidge, yes. I feel like I think of cougars um, as usually being divorcees. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So it's like you. you married for money <laughs> the first time, you got rich because that motherfucker croaked. Now you're going to go have fun. That's what I feel, but that's what I feel like the narrative is, yeah. right? I get that. Yeah, 100%. Um, what's also so, interesting too is kind of adding to these stats, which I think were kind of, I don't want to say shocking because like shocking isn't the right word, but were more intriguing okay. to me because once again, it kind of like splits your consciousness open a little bit and recognizing that like, oh, whoa, what I've been fed for most of my life through visual mediums is like a false narrative, um, is that apparently there was a survey done um, and they found that roughly 13% of sexually active women in America between the ages of 35 and 44 had slept with a man who's at least five years younger. Only 13%. Between 35 and 44. So that means that like, if you're 35, you're sleeping with someone 30. I don't think that, is that really considered a cougar? I I just said my sister was a cougar and now I'm like, shit, I don't know if that qualifies as a cougar. Is that because you're scared that that number is 35 and you're getting close to that number? And therefore you would be considered a cougar? I will (laughs) literally kill you. That's number one. Number two, no, I guess I'm just thinking about it. And like, I feel like if I was like 35 to 30... That's really not that. I don't think that that's that. Now, when you say it in that context, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I feel like you're kind of like in a similar enough, like not everybody, but generally speaking, right? You can imagine that you're in a similar enough place in your life where you're maybe established generally in your career mm-hmm. where you need know, to kind of have your shit together. I hope you don't live at home. I hope that, you know, you have some kind of like stability. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't know if I qualify personally, like a cougar is being only like five years different. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be like eight plus years after the age of 30. That's interesting. I feel like if you're, if you're in your thirties plus and you're dating someone that's got a two in front of their age, like, yeah, you're a cougar. But I feel like once the guy hits 30, I feel like the bar raises. Ooh, I like this. So you're like creating like a right? whole statistical model around this, which I love. But a lot of the studies don't do it based off of that statistical model. But I do agree with well, you. Fuck I it. do let's like do your our thinking. own. <laughs> yeah, let's do our own fucking study. Um, I don't know I think, how, but <laughs> I think what's also interesting about this, because you were talking about um sort of like women at a certain point that are like fiscally, you know 
doing better at a certain point in their lives, right? Rich. Um, rich, exactly. Um, once again, part of that narrative or that image that we're fed is that it's typically wealthier wealthier women, right, that partake in, yeah. act, in, in cougar-type activities. Um, here's another interesting statistic for you. Contrary to conventional assumptions, low-income women were more likely than their better-off counterparts to be in the group of cougars that would date and have sexual activity with younger men. Um, And what's more, a majority of such relationships last at least two years. And a sizable share of cougars are married to their younger partners. So it's not just flings. And it's also majority of these relationships are not by rich women. Okay, can tell you what's suddenly coming to mind is 90 Day Fiance. Ooh, that's good. I like that. I wish that we had like all of this like data that we could parse through, but I think it's a really hard thing to accumulate um, data on, to be honest. But I do agree with you. 90 Day Fiance is a very, very good um, sort of like data point to put into consideration as sort of like exceptions to this. No, I don't necessarily think exceptions. I think that that kind of correlates with the data point that you just brought up that generally speaking, it's like, I don't mean to be an asshole, but like, I feel like some oftentimes, I I, oftentimes, I feel like the older men that are on that show tend to be more financially established, whereas the older women are usually the ones that are not. And, and they are usually going for, you know, there's usually a pretty significant age gap, yeah, difference or an age gap. Oh man, I miss. And so I'm saying it kind of checks out to your point, right? Yeah, it kind of it, it kind of checks out where it's saying that usually, like you know, lower income women, mm-hmm. not necessarily lower, but like you know, not necessarily like the richest of the rich, which doesn't really go along with our Real Housewives theory. But I'm just thinking, you know, that that I I, I get that. I I think that that checks out, and I'm I'm I. I this does not go along with my perception of Jennifer Coolidge in leather pants with acrylic nails and like blonde hair mm. and like blue eyeshadow maybe. I like that. I like that image. Yes. And a lot of crystals, a lot of like bedazzled, but, and I don't know why this comes to mind, but I get Love it. all and, this and, imagery. You know, okay. Yes. I'm okay. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I, I believe it. I'm not going to question it. You know what? To be honest, uh, you have now made me crave watching 90 Day Fiance. And I feel like that's what I'm probably oh, going to so do good. tonight. So it's good. So good. Oh, it's absolute trash, but it's such good trash. Oh, I would argue it's probably the trashiest show on television. You uh, know what? Well, actually, no. Um, I think it's not It's not that one. For me, it's Temptation Island is the trashiest show. I knew there. you were going to say that. It is. And I keep telling you to fucking watch it, and you refuse to watch it, but I promise you, once you sit down and you watch just a couple, just put it in the background while you're working, I'm telling you, you will thank me later. Okay. <laughs> May not happen tomorrow, but at some point. It's fine. I just at don't some have point. time. At some okay. point. At some point. All right, back to Cougars. Back to Cougars. So back to Cougars. Um, so it's kind of interesting. So I was looking at data where they looked at sort of the age gap between genders, and they looked at the variation between the 1960s and sort of up to date in the 2000s. There isn't anything that's like super recent, like past 2005, which is so strange to me. Um But essentially, it's showcasing that there's definitely an uptick. So we went from like 2% of women cougars, if you will, up to 6%, right, when it comes to marriage. Um, And what's funny, too, just like a little caveat, women, or not women, men who are older and have like a wider age gap between their wives um, decreased since the 1950s or 60s, which I thought was surprising. Yeah. Um, and so there's like kind of like a few theories out there as to why there's sort of this like uptick in, I mean, it's not that massive of an uptick, I would say, considering that it's only 6% of marriages out there are, you know, older women to younger men. But, um, I do think it's, it's interesting to understand a little bit of like why people are theorizing this. And so one is, is that, um, I really love this analogy that someone had in their paper is that like evolution is sort of providing the hardware and culture is providing the update. So given that like social roles are changing, 
right? Where women are now sort of achieving the same level of social status, same level of money, um, you know, like that was previously reserved for men. There's sort of this like, you know, this development where previously women used to prefer older, wealthier, high status men because of like evolutionary purposes where, you know, men were rich and powerful and women were poor and dependent. And now we've kind of like flipped the switch on that. And so there's the, the ideology that, well, it's because women are doing better financially that they can afford to, you know, be the rich one and then have like the young, handsome, like arm candy, you know? Which I'm cool with. I'm cool with. Um, And then second is sort of the biological theory around this. And so some believe that women kind of reach their peak orgasmic frequency in their 30s. And it can kind of maintain sort of a constant level um, of sexual capacity up to the age of 55. Right. Mind you, I want to give a caveat here because I feel like a lot of um, studies around sexuality um, have only been in recent years. Like a lot of this research, unfortunately, was kind of shunned from funding and all of that Mm -hmm. because of conservative conservative ideals. So it's only more recently that we're starting to have an understanding. So I just want to give a caveat that this may very much well change in the future. But based on our current understanding is that, you know, women do reach their their peak orgasmic frequency between their 30s and constant leveling up until 55. Yeah. Um, and men typically are at their sexual peak in their 20s uh, due to testosterone being at its highest when they're in their 20s. So I've kind of said this before frequently where I'm like, you know, as women and there's several studies that um, or surveys, if you will, of people speaking to their own sexual experience, that women in their 40s typically say that, or women that are past their 40s will say that the best sex they ever had was in their 40s. Um, and it's because the peak is usually around that time. And for men, their peak is in their 20s. So it kind of makes sense that you would have older women wanting to get sexual gratification from men that are in their sexual peak. You mean Kim and Pete? Oh, sh- I always forget Pete is in his fucking 20s and it always fucks with me so hard. Like, I cannot get over that this dude is younger than me. Like, I, it, like my brain cannot get over it and I don't know why. Well, bitch, you're fucking 30 now, so welcome. That's going to happen a lot more than you'd like it to. Um, yeah, I... I, I guess that that makes... I, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, literally, it's biology and yeah, science and stuff. Um, when you said evolution provides the hardware and culture provides the update in my head, again, this is what I equate that to is the hardware being like Botox and plastic surgery. <laughs> so that like physically, you know, women don't have to look 75, um, or even 55 and then culture making that acceptable mm-hmm. and kind of making like, I feel like generations and just like different age groups more attracted to other, right? I feel like in the in the past, it, you know, I feel like having to be interested in a cougar sort of kind of meant, or not having to, but being interested sort of meant that you then had to be attracted to like someone who looked older. Mm-hmm. But now like, I'm sorry, have you seen Diana? Have you seen Erica? Yeah, they all look fucking... And who knows? Who knows what they've done to their labia, right? We've seen what they've done to their fucking faces. So who knows? Their vaginas could be like a 26-year-old. I don't know. They both have kids. Chances are they've done anything, you know? So I'm just saying, like... Would you do I, a vaginoplasty? That, that's what it is, right? Like, that's what it what it's called? Where they I, have no, I actually don't know what it's called. Tighten, tighten that bitch up. Would I? I mean, never say never, right? Like I aspire one day to have the money of a cougar that I'll be able to do all that shit. But as of today, no. Is it top of my list? Probably not. Fair enough. Would I though? I don't say, I would never say never to anything. That's true. That's true. I'm eyeing other things first. You know this. Oh, I know. I know. The tits are number one on the list, I think, at this point. Boobs, BBL, a little lipo. Love making that sound every set. It's a little ASMR. Uh, I don't even know what that stands for. But okay. So yeah, I don't know. I I also wonder if that's a part of it too. Right? If that's the also justification for the increase. Yeah. And it's kind of more accepted. Definitely more accepted. And I think to your point too, it's like we've, you know, 
biologically been able to make remarkable discoveries and advancements in medicine that allow us to look really fucking young (laughs) or like maintain some semblance of youth, if you will. Um, What's the new thing that's on the market now? It's like Hailey Bieber's really into NAD, which is supposed to be like the fountain of youth and shit. So it's like all of these things are now kind of coming to light too. It's like how to keep us in better Wait, what's NAD? Oh, have you not heard about this stuff? I've kind of been in a weird place for the last seven days between my sleeping for half the day, more than half the day, my being on a plane the other half of the week and just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I've been under a rock. Tell me what's NAD. What do I need Um, to know? It's essentially some like supplement that you, so basically it's already in our systems as human, but it starts to deteriorate as we get older. And so like some people, exactly like everything. Uh, but it's essentially said that, um, NAD is one of those things that, uh, helps keep us youthful and helps with collagen development. And so a lot of celebrities are either getting injected or taking nasal sprays or taking it in like pill form. Um, I haven't done much research on it, but I've heard great things and I've seen some studies, uh, from the naturopathic doctors that I follow around NAD, um, and how it's really great for cellular health, um, and overall keeping a youthful appearance. So, um, I'm very shocked that I know this before you fucking know this. I know. I'm kind of <laughs> horrified, but I'm like, also like, really proud. Never happened <laughs> on the history of this fucking show. Um, I'm really proud. Thanks mom. I was, cause it's so funny too. Cause I was literally in the back of my head thinking about how I wanted to ask you about like what facial I should go and do in the upcoming like months. I was like, I should probably go get a facial. And I was like, but which one? Cause there's like 5,000 now that are on the market. And like Alina knows that my face is texture. I don't know which one is the right one. Um, so it's like hilarious that like I had information before you did when it came to like the beauty market. Cause that like, like I said, yeah. never fucking happens. You're the expert. I always go to you. <laughs> Interesting. I am very proud of you, number one. Number two, hydrofacial, I feel like would be very good for you because you don't have any blemishes on your skin, you asshole. Um, Here we go again. Also, you know what annoys me? That Hailey Bieber is the one who's making this popular. She's (laughs) 16. Because of the NAD. (laughs) No, I think she's like literally 16 because of her date of birth. Do I want to know how old Hailey Bieber is? Or am I going to like... She's like 24, maybe 25. Stop. She's about uh, Kylie Jenner's age. She's 24. Oh my God, she's 25. Mm. How old is Justin Bieber? I think he's probably 25 or 26. Oh, he's 28. He's 28? Mm Mm-hmm. March 1st, 94. He's a Pisces. Oh my God, I have a very real problem with this. He's 28. (laughs) Wait, is he Pete Davidson's age? I'll stop. I just I can't do this because every time I, I like so look at so many problems people. with everything that's happening today. Um, oh my god! Well, just be the same age. That's <laughs> weird. That's really really weird. No, no. And what's wild it's too is odd. Justin Bieber is actually older than him by like. I am six okay. I'm like so, really. Yeah. I am. I'm not okay. I'm not doing all right right now. Very <laughs> concerned about the state of this world. We're getting I thought old. for sure. We are getting. I thought to I was fifteen the, years older than Justin Bieber. We are getting okay, to the okay. point where we are older than like the celebrities that are like up and coming, mm-hmm. or even the washed out ones. Because honestly, isn't Justin Bieber kind of washed out now too? A little bit. He's not as hey. popular as he used to be. I mean, look, he hasn't necessarily <laughs> had a banger since Despacito, but I agree he's, wholeheartedly. He does have a banger every now and then again, now and again. Um, okay. So what you're saying is we are practically cougars. Yep. We're, we're getting not there. quite divorcees yet. Let's mm-hmm. hope that, you know, that doesn't happen anytime soon. But wait, what's the age difference between you and Mark? Four years. Okay. Four and a half years. Okay. He's born okay. in 85 and I'm born. We're actually like almost to the day, four and a half years because he's May 4th. I'm November 3rd. Oh. Oh, I love that. So literally four and a half years apart. You know what's really crazy about that is my dad, um, I never talked about boys with my dad, so I have no fucking clue how this happened. But I remember my dad, he told me one time mm-hmm. that I had to marry someone who was at least four years older than me. That's so weird. I don't know why. I don't know why he chose the number four. And I feel like that's actually... Like, that's 
That's fucking bad luck in China, Chinese culture. So I don't know why he'd like that number. But um, but yeah, he told me. Yeah. He said, don't date anybody or don't marry anybody that's my own age. They need to be at least four years older than me. So that's what I did. That's interesting. Oh, Unintentional. That's interesting. Unintentionally, but it worked out. And you know what? Out. You married a Taurus and Taurus and Scorpios work really well together. So I Do love we? That yeah. Uh-huh. Scorpios and Taurus are like um, a match made in heaven. Fun fact. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're almost the age of cougar. Justin Bieber is um, not 10 years younger than me. And nope. apparently I'm old as fuck. Um, Maddie knows more about beauty than I do. This has been quite the ride today. <laughs> I, 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 I feel summary. like I'm... Uh, I'm I'm unclear on what else we could say about this topic other than I'm I feel like Erica, you know what? I personally am all for her continuing to fucking live her life and mix her alcohol with her medication until it's unsafe to do so. Why do you think she's look let let her let it out, man? Let her let it out. How I mean, many times Kyle was slurring her fucking words when she was grabbing Sutton's arm? Being like, uh, don't say that. Like Sutton was literally blacked out drunk. She doesn't remember what she was saying. Diana was laughing. Kyle was wait, Kyle was humping the fucking floor. I was about in to a say, like, like Kyle on, has guys, no. Like, and I think that's why Kyle's like supporting Erica too, and being like, have you noticed that? Like Erica and Jerry are both like coming to her defense, um, but also Kyle has like nothing to say because when she drinks, she goes exactly. all out. Like. Exactly. Damn. So that's all, all I'm saying, guys. Garcelle, I'm looking at you. She's been through some shit. <laughs> Let her do what she needs to do. I get it. You can be mama bear and you can attack her for saying some fucked up shit to your kids. But generally speaking, let her do what she wants. She's been through some shit. Maybe yeah. still going through it. Unclear if she's guilty. We'll give her the benefit of the doubt. What are you going to do? I just, she's I a just want everyone to get the dick that they deserve. I think that's the note that I'm going to end on, <laughs> truly. <laughs> that's just how I feel about the situation at hand. So. I like it. There, there, that's it. There's nothing else to say. Um, thank nothing you all for say. listening. To, uh, to to Maddie and I, I've been on one today, so it's been fun. Literally. Um, and we'll see, we'll see you uh, next week. Yep, we'll see you all next week. Bye. <laughs> So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye.